0: Good morning, welcome to SEN Tassie breakfast for a Friday. Don't forget you can text us straight away: zero four three seven double five two five three five. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Brent Costello here in the Launceston studios at SEN this morning, and look down the screen. There's my old sparring partner in the Salamanca studios. Good morning, Tim Payne.
1: BC. Good morning. How are you?
0: Very well. Now you're in charge of the text line this morning. I've got nothing Am available I? to me here, Sensational. so I'm relying on you to read out all the text from the listeners. Well, that's so, not good
1: because you know my past history is that this laptop doesn't work all that well, and you can't read. So, so <laughs> fire them in anyway this morning, listeners. We we'll love see to see how we go.
0: Oh four three seven double five two five three five is the magic number. You can call us as well. Thirteen hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. I'm here in Launceston, Tim, after the Jack Jumpers last night. You're fresh from the Amy Doers night. How was it? I am. It was a great night, for...
1: actually. Yeah, good. Tell us all about it. Um, well, we we know about it, don't we? It was myself, uh, Toby, Nan Curvis, Bo Webster. Um, we sort of each had, I guess, five, ten minutes on stage with terrific MC. Probably the best I've dealt with um, in my time in Tasmania. Tubes Taylor came over and. Uh, and emceed the night so it was smooth sailing i think i've been probably used to working with you and flash and things go a little bit awry at times but it was great to have everything on time everything was on schedule um was a guy who just wanted to MC the event it wasn't about him and it was actually really refreshing and i think everyone was there last night had a had a great time goodness mate tim come
0: (laughs) on Oh, that's good. You had a good night. Um, what did you. <laughs> Don't choke on your drink there. <laughs> I'm happy with your work there, were you? No, I just um, look,
1: like the look of your face then. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What well, where where are you?
0: I'm in Launceston. Yeah, whereabouts? At the hotel. Where oh, yeah. I stayed last night, yes. Does it go? look
1: spacious? Is that your bed behind it you? Is. Well, there's a it's double certainly bed. Certainly not in the penthouse, eh? There's
0: a single bed and a double bed. So, wow.
1: Yes. You are living, Great. as they say.
0: Great big party room. It's a, just,
1: it's a lovely just, piece of artwork there. Yeah, what's, the, what's that? Is that Richmond, Bridge? Richmond What Bridge, is it, Richmond?
0: Yeah. Not sure how that's landed in Launceston, but there we go. Go down there
1: and feed the ducks occasionally. It's a lovely spot. How's your week been? Good. It's good to be home, actually. It's good to be back in the studio. Um, enjoyed some time away up on the Gold Coast. I think you're going on holidays tomorrow, maybe? A last
0: day. Win today. I don't get a break from you, unfortunately. Just from well, television for a couple. Well, I was talks. actually
1: going to ask you when I saw that you were going on holidays. What actually changes there for you? Do you do, oh. do you do you have obviously you'll do senator You have a bit of time off TV, but do you have time off, or do you use these two weeks to just try and load in as many cashies as you possibly can?
0: <laughs> I do struggle to have downtime. I do. I'm not good at relaxing. But right. and you can't when you got when you got the kids anyway, so it won't be a holiday. Honestly, going to work is more of a break than being at home.
1: Oh, <laughs> Do you that, you agree with family? that family? Do you agree with that? No, absolutely not. So oh, walk in the park. Tim. Oh, walk Tim. in the park.
0: Not what you said off it. Anyway.
1: Um, so what's it going to be, Cashies, or are you going to be at Swisher every day, trying I'm to not... groove your stroke?
0: I might be at Swisher every day, and this has grown legs because even the other SEN stations around the country want a piece of this now. I was on with Jules de Stoop on SEN afternoons the other day. He wanted to know all about it. Here's how it all played out. Oh, I had a bit of a background in basketball when I was growing up, more so than any other sport. <laughs> and he said no chance. So it all—it's all stemmed from there, really. Uh, Tim's agreed to get an SEN. Uh, logo oh, has If I manage to win, <laughs> and I've got to go and join his gym for a month if, uh, oh. if I don't manage to get the chocolate. So it's a bit, uh, that's, that's not quite,
1: that's not quite a level uh, punishment. If you want, no, to. use the right. Words. I'm,
0: I, he's underestimated me to be to be honest. I think um, I know he's an elite sportsman. I'm not. I'm carrying probably a few extra kilos that I like, but. I'm confident under the rim I'll be
2: able to get the job done, drive to the basket, push him out the way. Well, Well, for all of us that are not elite
1: like yourself, we are all on your side. He needs to be taken down a peg or two.
2: There you
0: go. Jules Six you need to be taken down a peg or two, and I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree.
1: There was so much untruth in that. Can we go right back to the start about your history in basketball, mate? (laughs) An under-9 Encouragement Award is not a history in basketball, surely.
0: As I said, Tim, read the titles on the trophies I sent. 13, oh, I did. My there
1: wasn't anything past under nines, which is a concern.
0: <laughs> looking forward to it. We haven't locked the date in still. We might just build it for a while, let it bubble away, and uh, bring it into the new year potentially.
1: I think it's looking like the new year, Brent. I've got. Uh, I'm a bit busy in the lead up to the Big Bash, uh, sort five. of from this week on. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to get a practice session or two in, if I possibly could. With but. Uh, who? Well, just myself. I oh, don't okay. need to practice with anyone. It's a one-on-one. Okay. I'm sure Scott Roth will come down and give me some pointers if no, I ask. No,
0: you can't be doing that. If he's going to be refereeing, you can't have the referee coaching you too, Tim. That's not right.
1: Well, I didn't see that in the contract anywhere, to be honest. Okay. Do we? I do have another thing here in the rundown here. So I'm not sure if this was when you were with Julian the Stoop and you two were talking about your lack of sporting Mm. gifts, if you like, and, and just hating on people that do in general, the pair of you. I thought it was pretty <laughs> pretty ordinary radio, actually, for a, a sports station. But anyway, um, but I believe there's something here in the rundown that says Brent's new title. So I'd like to just hear what that is, if I can. Wind News and SEN Tassie Breakfast host and the voice of Tassie, Brent Costello, was there as well. Hello, Brent. Oh, my Lord. Are, are you writing your own script now? You're the voice of Tassie. Nope.
0: No, okay. I did not write that. That's Jules. Because I'm pretty own sure opinion, at nine o'clock clearly. the
1: voice comes on, and his name's Jared Whateley. Well,
0: he we said the voice of Tassie.
1: Yeah, but the voice is the voice. Not the
0: voice of sport. The so, the, happy voice, to be of the voice of Tassie. Tim, happy to be so, the voice of
1: Tassie. What I'm told through Hamish, that he's obviously very well connected in the network uh, here, and has oh, his production meetings. Bit, hammer. hammer this hammer. And that. it was actually asked to be. Presented oh, as SEN host and voice of Tasmania.
0: Tim, don't be stupid, please. Don't be stupid. As if and I voice would of say the that. Jack Jumpers. As if I would say that. Speaking of Jack Jumpers, I saw David Lithgow, our man Flash, was on SENZ during the week, talking up the NBL, talking up the big game from last night, the Breakers and the Jack Jumpers, and they've tweeted out that he's coming up, David Flash Lithgo. With a photo of our man Liam Santa Maria, did you see that? Oh, I saw. The
1: I see. I saw the photo and wondered why Flash was retweet reposting it.
0: So still. So it was Flash it?
1: that was doing the radio. Yeah. But they used the photo of Liam.
0: And did Flash still retweet it, even though it was wrong?
1: Oh, I believe so. That's what. <laughs> that's the only time I've seen it. But I thought he must have been. It must have just been an MBL rap. But it was done by Flash. Yes. Right. That's why it's funny. Okay, yeah, it's funny.
0: Because
1: yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't know who he was.
0: No, obviously well, not.
1: They also didn't know who Liam was. Who's no. what, the GM of next <laughs> of the Next Star program, yeah.
0: isn't he? That's true. That's true. Uh, so who, who got the raw morning. end of
1: the stick there then? What do you think?
0: Liam, didn't
1: he? Did he? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not sure. I'll have to have a look at the photo. O four
0: three seven double five two five three five. Love to hear from you this morning. I'll tell you what. I it caught me off guard during the week, Tim. I haven't had to post anything for a long time. If I said to you, "Can you go and post this for me at the post office?", how much would you expect to pay for a regular oh. stamp to send something to someone?
1: Oh, I've, I haven't bought a stamp in my life, so I couldn't so tell. So that, that's good then. Forty-five like, cents.
0: That well, that's what I thought it would 20 be. Twenty cents. Too. Forty-five cents was where my I reckon it was the last time I posted something. A dollar twenty to post a regular letter in the mail from my house to your house, extraordinary.
1: Mm-hmm. A yeah, dollar twenty. Yeah.
0: What is going on?
1: Well, it's cheaper than driving it, isn't it?
0: Still, it's gone from forty-five cents, what I thought it was, to a dollar twenty. It blew yeah, me away. That's
1: true. But remember, Brendan, last time you sent a letter in 1980, a pie costs. 50 cents yeah, that's as well. It's now that's four or five dollars at the footy, maybe I just more.
0: Couldn't, I just couldn't believe it.
1: It's called inflation. It is. Yeah. It is. It
0: still blew okay. me away. Anyway, bit the same Did with the
1: Footy Stadium, you know? It's yeah, that's true. About a million. That's true. Billion.
0: How's this for a lineup this morning? Jack Revolt in the studio with you, Tom Morris in the studio with you. The AFL's Executive General Manager of Game Development, Rob Auld, will be on the phone. We've got questions without notice. We're going to talk about the Cricket World Cup. How have we not mentioned that this morning? The Aussies through to the final. That's coming huge, up next.
1: Huge effort. Huge. You go through to a World Cup final in any sport, it's a terrific achievement. Yep. To do it in India is is even bigger, in my opinion. So <clears throat> after those first two games, I've turned it around, but there's no bigger challenge than what's coming up on Sunday night. India in India. Um but I think we're a sniff, Breno. I think we're a sniff. Me
0: too. I like it, and we'd love to hear from you this morning. As I said, oh four three seven double five two five three five. What did you think of the Aussies last night? We hit the Jack Jumpers. How do you think they went against the New Zealand Breakers? Have you got a question for either Tom Morris, Jack Revolt, or Rob Ald? We'd love to get your texts in this morning. I've uh, put got a question for you.
1: Something? Oh, yeah. here we go. Well, what? Jack Jumpers last night. What happened? Because a few people said they looked a bit flat. And to me, that comes back to the grand announcer, court announcer. Oh. Were you, were you a bit off your game last night? And I didn't think is so. Is that where no. it started? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, if so anyone was there crowd. as well, if you've got questions for any of our guests, or if anyone up in Launceston in <laughs> particular wants to give us a rating on how they thought Brent went last night and his role in the Jack Jumpers being a little bit, a little bit slow out of the blocks, I'd like well, to hear from them slow. as well.
0: They started well, and then New Zealand came back, and every time we got we are going to make a run. They just had an answer for us. But uh, to be 13 down at three-quarter time, get back within two or three, mm. have a chance of winning, they did well to fight back. But unfortunately, uh, the better team won on the night, Tim. They were very good, the breakers. Uh, anyway, we're off to our first break of the morning. 0437 Tim is in charge of the text line this morning. He can't read, and his text <laughs> machine normally breaks down, so we're in strife. But get it through to Tim and he'll try and attempt to read it out. Amy's supporting Tasmanian doers. Visit ICanWin.com.au. We're back to talk Cricket World Cup next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're hosting Sam with the Willie Smith Bond dry. Love to hear from you this morning. 0437-552-535. And you got a couple there, Timmy boy. We've
1: got a few, Breno. We've got a couple relating to the Jack Jumpers and a couple relating to your good self, actually. So. Oh yes. Uh, this first one is from David. Says the Jack Jumpers are struggling to control the tempo of games. Maybe Majet is a bigger loss than expected, and maybe the DNA of the team has changed with no Majet, Kenyon, and McDaniel.
0: Okay.
1: That's from David. Uh, was this one boys? Jackie's D once again disappointing last night. Can't give up ninety plus points and expect to win games. McVeigh, McDonald, and Drimmick are all slow on their feet in D. Yeah, it's
0: interesting. There was a very high scoring opening quarter, thirty points each, um, and to consider where he kept, I think Adelaide to seventy two last week, was it? Yeah. So it was a very think- high. Do you think 10? David's
1: text, I think that's a really good point. I don't yep. know a lot about controlling the tempo of games, but certainly Majet being a bigger loss, and the and the DNA is because the talent's gone up, have we, without noticing, dropped away at the one percenters that we built the success on?
0: Yeah, potentially. And you mentioned McDaniel and Kenyon. They're our two best defenders going yep. at the same time out of the team. So. Um, yeah, it's, it was disappointing last night because we made some inroads last weekend with our defense, as we, as we yep. see keeping them to such a low score, and then um, it sort of unraveled a little bit again last night. And, and Coach Inconsistent, though? That. Yeah. Like, the, e- the effort again.
1: seems inconsistent. Again, I think it was someone like jet who might not have been dominating the game, but it, he looked like the guy who was always really verbal and always pushing the group on the things that that mattered to them, defense and effort and mm. attitude.
2: Mm-hmm. No, without
1: the, him, there's so. something something missing at the moment. On court
2: leadership was,
0: was what he was well regarded for, wasn't it? Uh, no Absolutely. All this right, one as is. well, Brent. We've got, oh, we've got another one. Uh, sure. mate, there's
1: plenty coming through this morning. Goodness if Breno, if you would like a bit of confidence going into the matchup Thursday night, Subway League under tens or under elevens might be your <laughs> go at Swisher. Well, that is actually the last level you played at, so it probably would be good if you picked it up that here. Who's that from, please? That is a no-namer. No name. And well, my... then this one says, Tim, <laughs> I think Brent needs to sort out his diet if he wants to take this basketball game seriously. Gee whiz, the photos of his dinner at last night are concerning.
0: <laughs> yes, and we've spoken
1: about this at length.
0: We have, yeah. I had a couple of sliders and the biggest pile of chips you'd ever see, Tim, oh at the silver dome, but I didn't, I didn't eat them all. I could not even get through them. It was, How uh, are you going to last to
1: 21 points?
0: Mate, I play in the backyard all the time. It's fine. Don't he plays worry. Plays
1: in the backyard. Oh, I do. What and am I go I okay.
0: With? I go okay. All right, let's straighten up and talk cricket World Cup. And here is the voice of sport, Gerard Waitley, calling the action last night.
3: Two to win? Cummins with a short ball guides it away through point to the boundary. The captain with the winning runs. A nervy chase for Australia successfully navigated.
4: And off to another World Cup final. It's a further haunting night
2: for South Africa at the hands of Australia. But the 2023 World Cup final will be a heavyweight encounter as Australia books
4: its place alongside India.
0: And that leads us into our sports update. Thanks to Ira Gear. to save time and water, Ira Gear is here. And as you just heard, Australia is through to another Cricket World Cup final after defeating South Africa by three wickets overnight in a nail-biting clash. The Aussies got off to a perfect start after taking four for 42 across the first 12 overs. But a century from David Miller helped the Proteus to 212 and gave them something to defend. Australia had to fight for its victory and lost seven wickets before chasing down the total with more than two overs to spare. Travis Head took player of the match honors after he top scored for the Aussies with 62 and took two crucial wickets in the first innings. And Australia will now meet India in the final at 7.30 on Sunday. And make sure, of course, to tune in for SEN's coverage of the game. Irrigir offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigir is here. Tim, run us well, through your thoughts. Through well, my the thoughts World Cup are final.
1: we are going to be very, very tired on Monday morning show. World yes. Cup final, 7.30 Sunday night. Yep. Doesn't get any better. The two best teams... In the world. And it sounds silly because it's a World Cup final, but it doesn't always happen. And if you had a looked at the start of the tournament with Australia losing their first two games, there was plenty of people saying, Christ, we're in some trouble here. And we, were, and weren't, we weren't looked we? like we were, but they have righted the ship beautifully from that third game onwards. Um, I'm still, I still think there's a few concerns that India will be all over us with. Um, but there were some promising signs, I thought, last night, particularly... Uh, the new ball, something we've spoken about is our inability to get new new ball wickets. And I thought last night, whilst the conditions suited uh, and South Africa actually won the toss and batted, but it did do enough for us. And and when when it does do enough, there's no better exponents than Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark and Paddy Cummins. So um, I thought that was a, a huge positive. To have them four for 40, we have not been able to do that at all. And if we're going to restrict an Indian side the talent and the power and the depth that they have to anything under 350, which is then chaseable, it, you're going to have to knock over Rohit, Virat, Shubman Gill, or or at least two of those in the first 10 overs. Otherwise, you are chasing a huge total, and batting second in India, as we saw last night, can get really challenging really quickly. So um, I thought that was a huge positive. I thought our fielding, Brent, if you looked last night, Marnus, again, was outstanding. David Warner was outstanding. But I thought last night it was more of a... Those two have been fantastic whenever they play cricket for Australia in the field. But I thought last night we looked as sharp as we've looked um, in the field as a group. And again, World Cups are about playing your best cricket when it matters. And I feel like India have been at that level the whole tournament and the Aussies have just built and built and built. So they're two different uh, World Cup build-ups, if you like. But to get to where they are now, I think both teams playing really well. The Aussies, one big issue they'll still need to fix or get right, not fixed, but they need to get it right, and that is their play of spin. Again, last night, 3 for 64 off 20 overs against quality of spin that's going to go up a gear in the World Cup final with India. So um, I think at one stage we're 2 for 106, then fell to 7 for 193. So we lost, again, 5 for 87 in the middle 25 overs, which if we do that against India, the game's going to be over.
0: Let us know your thoughts on the Cricket World Cup. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. How do you think Australia will go in the final against India on Sunday night? What about the selection news at the start of the game? We saw them stick with Marnus Labuschagne over Marcus Stoinis, and do you expect that to be the same eleven going into the final, Tim?
1: Yeah, I, I think it, I think they got it right, and I think it will stay that way with the with the game being you know such a short turnaround. Um. I uh, met the venue for the final has been pretty good. Uh, so I so I don't see any reason to change the team again unless you get there and the conditions are something slightly different uh, or it is rain affected. I thought last night had the rain had come before the toss and the game was shortened. I thought the shorter the game got the more likely would we would be of playing um of playing Stornis ahead of Labashane. but I think we got that right. Uh, the other thing I think we probably won't get a lot of uh, commentary, we, but we're very, very quick to pick up on, particularly on captains in cricket when they don't do the right thing. Last night, David Miller and Heinrich Klassen were putting together a partnership, and out of nowhere, Patrick Cummins went to Travis Head, who took two wickets in and over, mm. and absolutely blew the game apart. Yep. Um, it was it was terrific captaincy. It was gutsy captaincy, because both of those two are renowned for being you know, as good a player of spin as there is going around. Uh, and Heddy's a part-timer. He's a good part-time, but I thought Pat showed some real trust in him, threw him the ball, um, and, and Heddy delivered with spades and blew the game apart. And um, I thought that was a really key moment and a, and a brilliant bit of captaincy from Pat Cummins.
0: Definitely. Now, what did you make of the reports emerging of India having the pitch changed before their semi-against? Oh, I
1: don't. It doesn't really bother me because regardless of whether they do it or they don't, you can't change. You can't control it. And secondly, it, it's done before the game. So if you're going to play around with the pitch and you lose the toss, it can it can go against you. It's not, it's, you know, it's the same for both teams. At the end of the day, are India play better in their own conditions? If it's spinning and a bit lower than, yeah, probably. But I think that's how the pitches are going to be anyway. And in the end, I think there were 700 runs scored on that pitch. So it couldn't have been too bad. Yeah. I think well, at times I, I, we're, lo- we're just looking for things to make stories. And, you know, it, it, no. oh, it was a used wicket. And last night... It in Eden Gardens was a used wicket. Well, there's going to be used wickets at the end of the tournaments when there's 50 games being played. You can't just keep making new pitches. You run out. And World Cups, you need the pitches to be in the centre of the ground. You can't have a 40-metre hit to one side. So most grounds are going to be using the centre two pitches and they've had four or five games. So it wasn't like it was used yesterday. And I think, really, pitches throughout the tournament have been pretty good um, but I mean, it's no surprise that, you know, the, the BCCI and the ICC and, and teams have been saying it feels more like an Indian tournament than an ICC tournament. Well, that's world cricket. That's where the power is. And that's what they do. And it's what they've always done. And it's what they'll always do. So um, get on with it and move on.
0: Got to get to the news. One quick final prediction ahead of Sunday night then, please.
1: Oh, well, obviously, we want Australia to win. But there's no doubt they've got it their work cut out for them india have been head and shoulders above everyone else they've been consistent they've performed brilliantly throughout they've got great depth in their batting they've got power they've got skill uh the same with their attack they've got pace they've got left arm spin they could probably play Ashwin. they've got cold deep so they've got so many options uh to throw at us and they're in great form um so i think team wise they're probably playing slightly better cricket but if you look down that list and we've said it the whole way through the World Cup Brent, Australia has not played their best cricket yet hasn't not a complete game. but I think throughout the tournament we've got slightly better and we're building towards hopefully a complete game or a better team game, but there is a number of individuals in the Australian team that if they have a night out they can win a game. and they've been there and done that half of that team of won World Cups at 50 over level before in 2015. And they've won T20 World Cups. They've won Test World Championships. They've been the number one ranked team for a long time in, in all, all formats. Uh, and, and you don't get there without absolute quality and match winners. So I think it's going to be a cracker. I think India start favourites, um, but Australia certainly have the quality and enough quality to cause them problems if they have a good night.
0: We've got access to the former Australian captain via our text line this morning. you got a question for Paney, Flick it through 0437 You might have one too for Rob Auld or Jack Revolt, uh, or even Tom Morris who will join us in
1: the studio a little later on this morning. Yes, Tim. One text coming through. Someone who was in the game, Launceston, says, I was wondering last night, was there a lot of security guards around in Launceston last night? So I was wondering what? why there were so many security guards yeah. around Launceston last night. Turns out they were protecting the one and only Brent Costello. <laughs> Do you have your I own posse that, up
0: there? I noticed that too. At uh, at the breaks, they'd come onto the edges of the court. So I'm not sure if that's new or I haven't noticed it before, but I did Was notice it. Was it because of thing? what happened
1: there last time with the two teams, maybe? Wasn't there a bit of argy-bargy? Oh, I,
0: I don't think it'd be for that. Um no, I'm not sure. I just that there? to myself. No, Hammer's Hammer stardom's my growing. It might have been for him. <laughs> We're late for the news. Here it comes for you now. We're back with Matty Reid from Taz Racing after this. SEN Tazzy breakfast, 34 minutes past 7 o'clock on a Friday morning. And now it's time to head to a man who looks like could be stuff coming in this morning into the studio. Matt Reid from Taz
2: Racing. Morning, snap. I could certainly be stuff coming in, Bren. I was just uh, battling a few child issues at home. So logistically, oh. it was a challenge. But. Uh, we're peppered all over the state. You're up north after the Jackies
0: last night. <laughs> yeah, we are. Painting the studio, me up here and you on the phone. And, of course, the 2324 Ladbrokes Summer Racing Festival. That's what you're here for this morning. We'll get to that shortly. But the third Friday night meeting of the season tonight here in Launceston. And it looks the best. And you've got a couple of winners for us, have you? Oh, does
1: he? We'll certainly
2: try. Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly Just give me two uh, seconds
1: to get my pen, Snapper. <laughs>
2: No worries. Yeah, no, it's For, a really good program light. tonight. I think it's, uh, yeah, the, the best that we've seen since the night racing commenced, and it's a real sign that we've got some of our summer festival horses returning. No feature races, such, but some real up-and-comers peppered across the program. I'll start with my best bet. It's in race four, number seven, Crafty Boss. Uh, this bloke ran in the opening race at Hobart on Melbourne Cup Day. Finished second to Capital Cheval, who's actually a scratching from this race. I think he kind of picks himself uh, now, particularly with the scratching of the horse that was probably his main danger. Suited up in distance. Uh, he's my best of the night. Price, no spoil. He's about $2.30, but I think that's fair. And something that a little bit more value, race six, number five, Nepali Beach. This one's about 13 or $14. Bucks. Uh, was a first-up winner in Launceston and then really good in better company last time. There's a few sort of sprue horses in this race who come off really impressive maiden wins. So I think the market's missed the Pali Beach and happy to make it a bit of value, race six, number five.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Snapper. Now uh, the Summer Racing Festival launch launches on Saturday night down here and I believe we've got a few of SEN's finest in attendance. I think Campbell Brown's coming down. He'll also be on the show on Monday. Is that right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hawks premiership legend. I think he, he played for the Gold Coast but everyone's forgotten about that too. Yeah, uh, no, he punched out.
1: Stephen May, remember, didn't he? On a player's Uh, trip to the Gold Coast.
2: Yeah, they sort of had a bit going on culture-wise in those days, didn't they, the sons? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, now, Brownie's one of a couple of summer festivals ambassadors. We've got Grace Hayden's the other one. Uh, Viewers of Channel 7 Spring Carnival coverage will know her, but yeah, we're two weeks away, well, under two weeks away from the first race of the Summer Racing Festival, which is the new market on the 29th of November, and yeah, we kick off with an event at uh, Crown Plaza tomorrow night, just, I guess, for sponsors and dignitaries and celebrities like you two that are probably tied too tied up to come, but uh, <laughs> it should be a really good night, and then we've got um, something happening at, out at uh, Elwick on Monday for the media, so it's coming thick Ooh. and fast now, and... Um, pretty exciting times in Tassie racing. Are you hosting that one, Snapper? I am. I am, unfortunately. Brenner. Oh, we've, goodness <sighs> me. Goodness
0: we've, we've got to make
2: We've got to make sure that things are, are done pretty quickly down at Sampley <laughs> tomorrow because it's a short turnaround for that event.
0: <laughs> Very good. And a good harness card in Launceston on Sunday, too, featuring a couple of heats for the Tazbred 3-year-old series.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of a similar story with all the codes at the moment. There's there's features everywhere. I mean, the Greyhounds, a Group One Hobart Thousands, about a month away. But in a harness code, uh, yeah, heats of the the Bandbox and Globe Derby on Sunday night, hot off the success of, of the Dynamo last Friday, which I you know AJ spoke about. We're really excited to see last season's top two-year-old, I like Picaria, as uh, she returns in race two of the night there. So it's sort of heats. On uh, Sunday in those finals, we'll we'll be in a fortnight from there. and um, Yeah, just really kicks off the the summer festival for for Harness as well as all three codes. There's really something for everyone.
1: Certainly plenty to look forward to, Snapper. Now, your own weekend, mate, you've touched on the Longley Bunyips. What's the state of play down there for you? And personally, what's on for the
2: weekend? Uh, Well, we're at uh, Sandfly tomorrow against Slab Road, Paney. Uh, I'll be catching the twos with... We're 3-0. Uh, we're, we're kicked off OK, but the big news out of Samfly this week, as Breno would be aware, was uh, Premiership player and Premiership coach Dan Gray entering back into Saw the that. Fray with the Hobart Footy Club. Daxie so Gray. That, that, that's the story out of Sandfly. Things are going well cricket-wise, but uh, we're sort of spreading our tentacles all over the Tassie Sporting space.
1: <laughs> is, uh, is Daxie still using Steve Smith's bat?
2: Uh, someone at the club might be, but it's, it's not Daxy. He's made to get his <laughs> hands on someone else's.
1: Daxi, he's not bad. I gave him Steve Smith's print a couple of years ago. Beautiful new balance. I'm not sure if he scored any runs with it, but wow. Anyway,
0: unbelievable. He gave, it, right to, across. He gave
2: it to one. He gave it to one of the young kids who uh, couldn't believe it when he kind of middled one, and it was Steve Smith's bat. And he never, <laughs> never looked back. That kid That's a shot. Sure. <laughs>
0: Right across Tasmania, right across summer, join in the fun of the Ludbroke Summer Racing Festival and imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Snap, good luck for the weekend, cricket and MC. And we look forward to talking to you next week, mate. Thanks,
2: fellas. Look forward to it.
0: Snapper Reed joining us from Taz Racing. Any text there to read out, Pony, before we go to the break? Uh,
1: no, I'm having a few issues, Brent. A few technicalities. Oh, we've got what a, lot a surprise. Of, uh, I've got a text here that says three 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 seven three five three five three two three five triple three five hundred. That's oh. come through. You can dial. Uh, and another the break. one that's like got some numbers, letters and all sorts. So I don't know if we've had a technical issue. I haven't seen uh, Hammer run or over Hamish to try and is. fix it. Yeah. No, he's I think he's sitting over there watching YouTube like he normally does, to be honest. <laughs>
0: We we'll might go to a break then and come back with our favourite segment, Questions Without Notice, right after this here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Thanks to a Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Tim, I'll throw that one at you first up this morning. I right, hey. Had the pleasure of speaking to the new Hobart Hurricanes Captain Nathan Ellis yesterday. Great appointment. What does he bring to the role, do you think?
1: Well, Did you ask him?
0: I did, but I'm asking you okay well, a what did you say to you. Oh, well, okay I don't know if we did ask him back now, of course we did, but I want your opinion please
1: uh what would Nathan Ellis bring? I would say he will bring a re- he will bring a real calmness he's a very level um even killed type of character, which I think will really help under pressure um with with decision making and key moments in big games like the big Bash. Uh, I think he'll communicate really well. He's got a really good you know, way about him with people. He's a, he's a people person. He's a uh, sort of infectious. Uh, and I think he'll bring some real sort of passion and, and enthusiasm. I think he'll be excited. You know, It's his first crack at, at captain on a full-time basis. I actually played him one of the games he did last year against the Melbourne Renegades, and he did a brilliant job. So I think um, that's probably one of the reasons they've decided to go with him. So, yeah, I think he'll bring he'll, – he communicates really well. He, he has good relationships with people. Uh, he'll bring real enthusiasm uh, he's a, and he's an absolute professional himself. So, um, yeah, I hope he goes really well and um, we beat him in the final.
0: <laughs> All right, you'll go.
1: Okay. Um, uh, last night, then, Brent, big, big Will Magne played potentially his best game for the Jack Jumpers, would you say?
0: Yeah, gee, it was, it's hard to argue with that. He was outstanding. Game two back from a long layoff from injury, too. Um, I heard he speaking in the post-game press conference, said he was cooked. I think he only played not too many minutes all up, but he managed to get 20 points, 13 rebounds, I think four, uh, one assist, and, but the thing I love was the block, so it was just amazing. Just such, such a presence out there, and Marcus Lee was great too, so that, that uh, partnership they're going to have on and off the bench is going to be electric, so yeah, yeah. no doubt, uh, I think it was his best game.
1: Yeah, okay, and I, I think, well, he came down here highly regarded, didn't he? Yeah, um, I just don't NBA. think Tazzy fans, fans just haven't seen him.
0: That's right. I just hope he gets a really good run at it because he's been yeah. cruel by injury for the first two and a half seasons he's been here. Um, we saw we saw him play a good stretch last year, um, and I just really hope, fingers crossed, it all works out for him. As he said, rightly so, the, the late, last injury he had was just one of those ba- basketball ones that you get. He, I think he stood on someone's foot, and that's hurt his foot. Um, so now, hopefully, yeah, as I said, just gets a good crack because we can see what he can do. And the more he plays, the better he's going to get. And he was outstanding last night. Tim, will South Africa ever get over the hump and make it through to a World Cup final?
1: It doesn't look like it, does it? They're no, certainly the carrying some semi-final baggage. I think that was either their fifth or sixth time last night they've been knocked out of the semi-final stage. Uh, and I, And I think their team right now is... Is an ex, it's an outstanding white ball cricket team. Again, they're a bit like Australia and South Africa, got so many options, Australia and India, sorry, they've got so many options, they've got all bases covered, they've got power. But when it matters, they just can't seem to put it all together. And last night was a perfect example of that. They won the toss battered, and they're four for 40. And from that moment, they were up against it. So um, it's interesting you carry that sort of baggage forward. And I know the South African cricket team. The personnel continues to change, but until someone can break through that hoodoo, I think it's going to be hovering over them um, for some time, and um, yeah, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to get past. Brent, what's your opinion on round zero to start the AFL season? Are you a fan? And if I so, am, why? Tim. And if not, why not?
0: Well, I am. Because any time you can start the season earlier, I think it's going to be great. So I think it starts March 7, which is the earliest an AFL season's ever started. So if we can get it. Why content, is that a good thing? Because I can't wait for it to start already. So if we can get it a couple of weeks earlier, why not? Is um, there a
1: risk of too much?
0: No. No.
1: Look I at the everyone's NFL.
0: Been, everyone's hanging out for it by then.
1: Absolutely. Well, that, but that's what I, you want. I,
0: I'd like to see how it's going to work with pre-season games because you normally have a couple of pre-season games, you have that week off. So They've become a, a waste of time. Start earlier? They have, but do we still have two or do you have one and you maybe have an intra-club? I'm not sure how that's going to work, but I think we need to get away. I, I love the Carlton-Richmond season opener, typically, but we need to get away from that Victoria-centric thinking as well and to take, the game to, take the game to Sydney and, and Queensland. or What about the carry-on there? Oh, well. Exactly.
1: Oh, I didn't know. It was still, the VFL still exists, doesn't
0: it? <laughs> it does in some ways. It does well. In it some does. Ways. Yeah. So no, I, just I, don't, I didn't fan. get it.
1: Oh, how can you take it out of the heartland? Well, it's the Australian Football League. Mm. They're trying to grow it.
0: And you'll still get that blockbuster the next week on the Thursday Absolutely. night. So you get them all year. The earlier, the better for me. I don't. Jim, I,
1: I must admit, I did hear someone this morning when I was driving in, and, and I do tend to agree. I don't love that you don't get the whole fixture. If you want to plan holidays and yeah, with kids and, and with school you. holidays and stuff like that in six months' time, and you've you got no idea, whereas when you used to get the. used to come in the newspaper, you'd open it up and it'd fold yeah. into three. It would have every. Devil's
0: advocate, how good is it when you get the blockbuster fixtures in prime time when it gets to the pointy end of the season? That's why they're Yeah, do but, it.
1: but we'll do the last five like that then.
0: Yeah. What is it from? An... How hey. many do they do? How many. Do they leave open? I can't remember looking at the fixture yesterday.
1: I don't know. We'll ask the man who's just round walking 14. into the studio, Jack
0: Rewalt. Round 14 is confirmed, I believe. So, um, Yeah, well, let's yeah, go to look. round 20. Okay. Confirm round 20. I don't mind that. I don't mind that shout. Hey, one more for you. Yesterday it was confirmed that Harry Brook won't be suiting up for the Melbourne Stars this season. Is it a worry for the BBL that for two straight years, the top picks, Liam Livingstone last year, of course and now Harry Brook have both pulled out of the tournament. It makes a mockery of the draft, doesn't it?
1: Well, there's a couple of things on that. Harry Brook is an all-format player for England, so if he was available in that space of time, it's likely that he would want to rest at some stage. That's the first thing. So don't pick him. Mm. The second thing, I was in that room that night for the draft. Yes. And every single person in there that I spoke to was telling me, that Harry Brooke wasn't coming, and the stars still took him. Why? So he he was either they either were the only people in that draft room that <laughs> weren't aware yep. that he wasn't coming, or they just picked him anyway and hoped they could change his mind. I'm not sure, but it was. Okay. I'm not kidding. Everyone was talking about it that he anyway, was not coming to play.
0: Answer the question, Tim. Is it a worry for the BBL? That no, the two it's straight not. Years, it, it's not. How's it's it not? not. How? Because
1: our own players don't play in it, Brent. Because those high-leveled international cricketers that play test and one day and 2020 cricket are 12-month-of-the-year cricketers. So I wouldn't be picking them. They need to rest at some stage. They're not going to come and play cricket in their holiday period. So learn from your mistakes of Aleem Livingston last year and don't do it. And If you're going to draft someone like you would in the AFL, contact them, talk to them, find out. Are poor you coming? Do anyway. Is there a chance not you're not anyway? coming? Because if there's any chance you're not coming, I'm not picking you.
0: That's poor, then. That's Communicate. really poor that, that research wasn't done to start with. That's exactly. A, that's so it's that's it all blot both on sides. your fans. You, Absolutely. You've done your research. Oh, Hammer looked very panicked then in the background. Jesus so we're going to wrap this up. But our man's safety over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. We're off to our final break of the hour. Don't forget, if you've got a text, For Jack Revolt, who's coming up shortly, 0437-552-535. Here's a break for you. Back to our hot the first hour next. 0437-552-535 is how you can get to us this morning. Uh, Now, how's this? How's Hammer going here, Pony? The Point to Pinnacle is coming up on the 19th, (coughs) Sunday week. Well, on my calendar, Sunday the 19th is two days away. Goodness me. Uh, Team George is raising for Carrie's beanies for brain cancer. Hammer's <laughs> just been shot by the Nerf gun. A group doing amazing work in the brain cancer space. And Carrie is walking alongside Ned Brockman, who's done a, a big... Well, I think he went from WA to New South Wales. Incredible stuff. Uh, if you'd like Some, to, I reckon do,
1: you could do something like it. Yeah, I reckon. We could get you background. to go like from like Salamanca to Mac, Mac Point. <laughs> <laughs> See how much money we could raise.
0: If you'd like to help raise some funds, point to Pinnacle twenty twenty three dot grassroots with a Z dot com forward slash CB four BC. And of course, is helping Carrie's Beanies for Brain Cancer and Team George doing a wonderful job in that space. We are off to new sport and weather and coming back with the superstar forward from Tasmania, Jack Revolt, who has launched a brand new survey. For the Tasmanian AFL team. Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers. Visit iconwin.com.au. We're off to New Sport and it, Coming back with Jack next. SCN's has Hazzy Breakfast for a Friday morning, November 17, 2023. Not too far away from the end of the year, of course. And it is overly exciting because a new survey has been launched. Around Tasmania's AFL team, I did it the other day myself. It is, I can't believe you're sitting there doing this, talking did about having just... a Tasman AFL team. But haven't you done it yet, Tim?
1: I have. What were your three words you associated with Tasmania?
0: Oh, I can't remember now without having him in front of me. I oh, didn't do it, Jack. No. Passion passion and, and grit. I think. No, i just because he's Tim. here. You're saying you did it and you didn't do it. <laughs> I have done it. I, I, I have actually done it. Jack Reebot, welcome to SCN Tassie Breakfast. Nice to see you. We'll see you down yeah. the computer anyway.
5: It's good to uh, come home, boys. I started this program and you blokes obviously rode my coattails and got you both a job here. And <laughs> How much is it? You, you're welcome. You're Have welcome. That's it. all I can say.
1: <laughs> I think it's fitting
5: that Brent's not here
1: today and we're back.
5: Yeah, the the, 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 old the, original, the original duo are back together. We're in, the old Gs. It's very a nice office G's here, too. isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's very <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, now, Jack, about yesterday, sorry, Brent. There no, you, you go, Tim. Take, you go. take the morning off. Uh, yesterday, the, the survey launched. Do, do you get like a live set up of...
5: How many people are replying and or any feedback on
1: it yeah so no, it's yeah. early but
5: yeah so obviously uh put your play uh put your say into play was launched yesterday uh, about building the um the the initial foundations of the football club um and as you two have, have filled it out so you would know that there's questions around uh the uh what people see as tasmanian traits um what they see is qualities of of the state and also the uh, the big questions, which everyone has a, an opinion on, the colours and the name the and jumper. Uh, the jumper and, and all those sorts of things. So, uh, you yeah, know, we 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 watch the data closely, um, and we've had a great pickup so far. But but clearly, we want as many respondents as possible, and we, we want all sides of the uh, of the uh, the equation. We want people that that are obviously for the team and and for the team at, at sort of any cost. And then we want to hear the um all the, all the other people out there that may have. Um, some queries about it or may have different ideas on, on the football team and it's build, and, and we'll put them all together and that becomes a part of the, of the plan for us to build it
0: As I said Jack, so exciting that we're actually sitting here answering questions about this, it's, it's so good um, everything's covered on there that I, I saw except one thing that stood out for me was do we wear the map or not and this is something Payne is very passionate about but I, I noticed a reply from Believe Tasmania on Twitter yesterday and said that is going to come because there's going to be a few surveys is that right?
5: Yeah, look, this is the first part of a, a community engagement program to make sure that when the team does come out, Brent, that it, it does represent uh, represent Tasmania in, in its best um, best situation. And this is uh, this is just the, the I mean the tip of the iceberg for us. We'll, we'll be engaging in community face to face right across the state, which kicks off uh, December fourteen in Queenstown, um, and we'll be travelling the, the northwest coast from there with with Wynyard and, and Devonporters two other, um, other venues there and the following two nights that. And then from there, we'll, we'll travel around and we'll make sure that we, we get to see everyone face-to-face and people can can come and have a say. But following on from that, there'll be things that, that we need to know as a, as a board and as a football club that only the, the public can answer. Um, because at the moment, we really only have each other. Um, we don't have any players yet. We don't have... Um, a stadium. We don't have a training and administration facility, so we we need to we need to lean on each other. We need to information share and we need to information gather as well. On those fabric
1: days or nights, if you like, how, how exactly are they going to work? Like, are you at a certain venue and it's open slather for people to come and ask you questions or give you ideas? Like, what's the setup going to be?
5: Yeah, there's still a few little machinations to go with with the way the nights will be run, but clearly we want to get as many people there as possible. Um, some venues only hold a certain amount of people, so that. That will constrict us a little bit, but um, there's an element of, of we want to we want to incorporate local talent. Um, so clearly um, Tasmania has a rich history in, in AFL and AFLW of players going to the mainland and, and plying their trade from places like Burnie, Devonport, um, the Eastern Shore, um, the city here in, in Hobart, Launceston. I mean, you've only got to look at this year's draft and go, wow, Launceston, to know that... Um, there's kids from all over this state that, have, that are going to the mainland and have been to the mainland to, to play AFL football and we want to bring them back and we want community to realise and recognise that not only these, these young kids going away to, to play football but they're going away to represent Tasmania and, and represent the town that they're from.
0: Jack, it sounds like you haven't officially started the role yet as in going around the state, but no doubt people are giving you an idea of what they want to see from the team, just from conversations you've had. Are you starting to get a feel of what people want to see from this Tasmanian side?
5: Yeah, I am. Um, and look, it's it's just general conversation where I think that the goal does does lay. Boys, I'm, those casual conversations um, really mean a lot to me and a lot to the board as well. Um, the fact that people are so willing to share and give information and, and have a thought and um, have their say is is crucial to not just having it go through nicely and we seem, we seamlessly roll through and we end up with with what we all think we'll end up with We actually need to to have some sort of pull in both directions to make sure that we do the due process in and, and, and all aspects of, of building this football club. So um, that's the exciting thing for me. The one thing that Tasmania is, they, they are really creative. They're really creative and um, it's uh, it, its something that is, is really curiously Tasmanian is that the way we need to build this is this needs to be the biggest community sporting uh, club, if not here in Australia, in, in the world. Because it's the it's the the one thing that no one else in the AFL has is they aren't they aren't bound by sea as, yeah. as we are yeah. uh, and we are we are the only football team that has a whole state behind it and um, that's a real strength and, and we need to lean lean across that we need to lean across the fact of, of Tasmania having over a hundred years of, of football history and, and delve back into the past to, to make sure that we we respect the past and, and uh, have a bright future ahead as well.
1: Our biggest interactions on this show have been every time we've spoken about the jumper itself, yep. and we had uh, the chairman, Grant O'Brien, here a couple of weeks ago speak about it, so I'll ask you as well. Are you
5: a map person? Uh, look, my opinion is is one in, in many. Um, I, I was very, very fortunate to play in the um, in the Tassie map at, at VFL level. We played a game, I'm not sure who it was against, but uh, it was when we were aligned to North Melbourne. and. We wore the map at Bellarive. I think it's iconic to Tasmanian football, the map. Um, and I think that there's a there's a real yearning, certainly from me in, in my perspective, to to see our team playing that. But clearly, I'm I'm one of many, uh, and that's the that's the due process that we need to go through with with community engagement because there's plenty of other ideas out there. There's um, plenty of other jumper designs. There's um, sort of left of centre thinking as well. So. Um, we, we encourage everyone to get on and, and fill the survey out, um, get engaged with, with uh, Believe Tasmania at the moment, the Tasmanian football team on our social media, on our website to to really have your say because if you don't say it we won't be able to hear it so we're excited to, to hear those left of centre ideas too.
0: Jack Revolt is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Uh, steering away from the team, Jack, uh, how's retirement, first of all? And the book, I can't wait to get my hands on this to have a read. Flash tells me he's mentioned two or three times. through. Full I page, I he told me. Couldn't believe. Uh, but I'm more interested in the Trent and v. Jack Revolt book showdown. How's that going? Are you keeping a tally on how many you've sold? A bit of a competition there between you and the former captain?
5: Uh, no, well, it's been it's been interesting. Unlike the uh, survey data, which I've got a really close eye over. I've <laughs> not been watching the sales of the book so one. So that means you got an upfront I payment. Oh, I would suggest guys who watch the I sales, <laughs>
1: they, they're more on per sale. Other guys, Jake's got an up, not, not upfront far, deal, yeah, I think. Not far away from the market there, Tim.
5: Uh, but it's quite a, writing a book's actually quite a um, cathartic exercise. It and, is, and, isn't and, it? And, Do you agree, yeah. Brent?
0: Yeah, it's really, it's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
5: Just to delve back into your past, and 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 like you, when you write a book, you don't just write it by yourself. You you have help from um, people who have had input in your life, and 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 they put it together. For me, it's my wife Carly, who um, is from Tasmania, and made the made the journey across Bass Strait uh, seventeen years ago with me on, on the Spirit, and uh, and she we sort of just go through, and you look at photos, and then you write. You're right. What it's about, and you go. Oh, I remember that little bit, and then that goes into the book. So it's not the the the, the nuts and bolts of an AFL career where you, you go. oh, kicked I kicked six <laughs> this day, or I kicked eleven. So I felt great that kicked day. Kicked eleven that day, or whatever it was. But it's actually the the little sort of e- like intricacies of, of of your journey and and stories that sort of make you and shape you. So um, yeah, quite a cathartic exercise. So if you ever ever get the chance, Brent, um, yeah, jump <laughs> Take on Take it on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for the soul. Um, I like as well that Jack hasn't gone in on Damien
1: Hardwick, who sort of shaped his footy career as well, like some other people have been writing books lately. But another great Richmond man is Brendan Gale. He's been linked by Tasmanians. We'd love to have him. What would he bring to our footy club if by the off chance that he'd had enough at Richmond and and wanted a sea change?
5: Oh, look, I think anyone of of Brendan Gale's quality, and there's plenty of them out there in in football land, is clearly... um, Clearly uh, on, on every, the, the public's radar, just due to the fact that he's Tasmanian, yeah. I think. But he's been successful. He's run, run an extremely um, watertight um, campaign with, with Richmond when he's been the CEO there. And, and look, I think naturally his name's going to bob up. But to have someone of, of Brendan's quality, um, would a, a big win for the football club. And, and we'll be searching far and wide for the right person to, to take over in due time. Um, when that timeline runs in, it's an interesting one and one that we have a conversation about. But, um, yeah, if we were able to secure top-end talent, whether that's Brendan Gale, whether that's any other um, uh, administrator that's been successful at, at AFL and AFLW level, then it's, uh, it's a big win for, for the Tasmanian Football Club.
0: Before we let you go, Jack, we've had this debate uh, for a while on the show now. Who is the, the more successful rewalt, yourself or Nick? Uh, here's some audio just to catch you up.
1: I saw a few lists during the week that had Cousin Nick ahead of him, and I was like, well, I, I don't think he is. No, no. In no, fact, I, he can't be. I don't think he is either. And we love the Roo. Mm. It's the whole package. Yep. It's the longevity. It's the ability to keep his body on the park. It's to keep performing. It's the leadership.
5: I did hear, though, Paney, that he was extremely flat about, um, extremely flat about, flat about your feedback in the terms of who was the... Uh, <laughs> The better cousin, and then, gosh, that filled me with a lot of joy.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know how Jack would know I was upset about it. He, he hasn't picked up the phone in six months, so uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he would have heard that one from. But gee, the, the 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 leadership one was the one that stood out to me. I mean, we're talking about a bloke that used to hop fences to run away from the media and <laughs> play up the race, you know swearing at the coach. He did. Um, I can I can I can cop the premierships, but the leadership one jarred a little bit with me.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's your yeah. right to reply now, Jack. Off you go. Oh, well,
5: I'm not sure about the swearing at the coach, but the, the thing that I, I noticed, and it's funny that you've clipped that out of that interview, Brent, is that the fact that you backtracked at a million miles an hour. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as the big fella put it on you about you you agreeing with painting <laughs> in that first clip there, you backtracked yeah. at a million that's what, that's miles an does, hour. Wait. That's what he I does, mate. That's what he does. Didn't I you just forgot. weasel yourself out of that <laughs> one?
1: do no, He leaves me hanging all the time. I've always All been a Jack time.
0: Revolt guy. You know that, Jack. Absolutely. Can I just ask
1: Jack two quick questions before we've got a text in, firstly, <laughs> before we let him go. Can you ask Jack, has he gotten over the fact that his jockey zigged instead of zagged at the 400-meter mark of the Melbourne Cup and he would have had a Melbourne Cup, co- cup trophy in his man cave? That's from R- Richie Robinson. So it must have stung a little bit. Oh, I
5: did a little bit, yeah. It's funny because people go, oh, well done, you finished second. And no, rather than And mind. then there was a big article about $1.1 $1. $1 million of prize money where we own about 1%. So, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> Joe the Magic Man, who just needed to be Joe the Man that day. He disappeared, didn't he? Yeah.
1: Uh, and my second one, there's a big basketball game, potentially two <laughs> coming up at SEN Tassie Breakfast. Myself versus Brent Costello. And then when I clearly dust him, our basketball savant, David Lithgow, also wants a game Do you <laughs> Can you see any of them getting anywhere near me, even though I don't play basketball? I mean, Brent couldn't run around the block, and Flash will blow over if the wind's up.
5: <laughs> oh, God. What's, the, what's SEN Tasmania descended to? Seriously. <laughs> seriously, boys. Come on. it's the TikTokers. The, the youngsters love it. I don't he know if they're going to love this. He it's going to be a one-sided there, smacking.
0: Did not give an opinion at all on that, so thank nah, you. Ah, your
5: whitewash, Brett. Come on, we're on
0: <laughs> Hey, thanks for coming in, mate. Uh, keep up the good work and uh, all the best for your tour of Tasmania. It's going to be magnificent for the, the public to be able to get access to you and, and tell them all about the AFL team. Thanks for coming in this morning.
5: Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me.
0: Jack Riewoldt, our guest here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're off to a break. Coming up next is Rob Ald, Head of Game Development at the AFL. If you've got a text for Rob, send it in now, 0437 it is a Friday morning, SEN Tassie Breakfast, 0437 You might have a question for our next guest. He is the Head of Game Development at the AFL and a former CEO of AFL Tasmania, Rob Auld, who joins us on the phone this morning. Welcome to the show, Rob. Morning, Brent. How are you? Going well, thank you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Now you're in town on Tuesday. Big announcement for Tasmanian football, $500,000 a year is going into the game here, which is magnificent news. Tell us all about it and how it'll work.
3: Yeah, we're really pleased um, to be able to sort of take the first step uh, with regards to the recently announced funding to support Tassie footy when the 19th licence news was shared back in May. Targeted at um, 12- to 15-year-old boys and girls right across the state in Tassie to um, effectively... Um, make their dream a reality to play for Tassie in the AFL, AFL AFLW, statewide, three academies uh, to help them develop um, their skill and craft in footy uh, quicker than they would have otherwise normally. So we we think it's a really exciting time down in Tasmania and, and the AFL needs to continue to play a role in developing talent.
1: So Rob, is this um, funding from the AFL, is it is it likely, do you think, to produce more draft classes like the one we've had this year for our boys and girls, which has had a lot of high-end talent, or is it something that we're looking to d- develop more depth, or or do you think it will do both?
3: I reckon it will do both, Tim, uh, and that's the beauty of it. So so this will... Well, I think it's it's a sensible conclusion to draw that you're going to see more talented players in Tassie, period. And that may find itself under the two elite competitions or it might find themselves into uh, local or VFL, VFLW competitions. So there's, a, there's an ability for this, you know, to adopt that rising tide um, whistle boats approach. Uh, the 2023 draft um, will, will unearth a lot, of, a lot of great talent in Tassie. What I want it to be over time, though, is not the exception rather the norm. And, and so I you know, I do feel like this program is... Uh, this is actually puts Tassie in front of most programs right across the country.
0: Been a big week for footy here, Rob. You've had the whole game development leadership team in town, so that's great to have everyone on the ground. What sort of went on in that meeting during the
3: week? The main theme of that meeting was, you know, growth. Um, I think we... We've got an unbelievable opportunity. If I just take Tassie as the example of that, um, we're working towards 28 by 28, so 28,000 registered participants by 2028, which is double the number that we have today. Um, And I want to mirror that right across the country. In um, August last year, the AFL Commission ensured 10% of revenue to gain development, which gives us the mandate to then go out and our, our, our new CEO wants us to own Australia. <clears throat> and um, so it's all about growth, getting more people playing our game more often.
1: Rob, is there any concern, I suppose, on your behalf or, or the league that you're rolling out the, in, the investment in Tasmanian footy, and as yet the team isn't 100% confirmed with the political stuff that's going on around the stadium?
3: Oh, we're, we're really confident that that processes and those, um, led by Grant O'Brien and the Tasmanian um, Football Club board, working closely with the state government and the AFL, we, we feel incredibly confident that um, those processes will will find their way through. Um, what, I, what I would offer is that if we don't start now, then we're denying those boys and girls and mum and dads the opportunity to be ready. If we waited for all of that to sort of play itself out, we'd actually put Tassie a bit behind the eight ball and the timeline. So... I'm sort of determined to say how do we get them ready? That the, the crop that would come in into the twenty four academies, if you're a fourteen year old boy or girl, you're right in the in the zone to be drafted for the first year as a club. And I and I'd rather be working to that time frame than waiting for processes to unfold and then put it in place. So that that's sort of the, the, the thinking behind the timing of the announcement Tuesday.
0: Rob Alders, our guest on SCN Tassie Breakfast. He is the head of game development at the AFL. Rob, you were here in Tasmania for a couple of years. Um, we've got, had Glenorchy Footy Club in Strife recently. We've seen clubs, clubs going to recess, some clubs fold. Why has it taken so long to get this investment into Tasmania?
3: Well, I think it's been a conversation that's been happening for um, longer than the three of us have been involved in the game. And and when when it became apparent in May that the 19th licence was... Um, was a live and happening thing I think that was that was sort of the pivot point that's the moment for us to grasp and whilst all of what you share is true because it's factual it's sort of like how do we take this opportunity and make Tassie footy stronger than it's ever been before and the one thing that I did here consistently when I was down in Tassie was you know we deserve a team we want a team we've been we've been um, populating other clubs right around the country's talent lists for such a long time we're a heartland state. We need a team, and I and I think with that news, that's the impetus. Um, and I, you know, I sensed I sensed a genuine sense of excitement um, for the couple of days I was there about the ability for Tansy to actually be in the AFL, AFLW, and to get along and support the team. So I think it's a it's a really important moment in time in footy.
1: With with the roles that, that were announced this week, the state talent manager, the skill acquisition coach, and some regional development coaches, it, will they be appointed by uh, the AFL or Football Taz? And and secondly, is there a focus there on uh, on local coaches, or are we casting that um, sort of nationwide?
3: It's a good question, Tim. Um, I think the first the first appointment, which makes sense, is the state talent manager, and then and then the other appointments would come from that. Um, First and foremost, I think we need to make sure that we're getting the absolute best people we can to give the boys and girls that best chance of um, getting the benefits of being involved in the development of these academies. Um, right now, we have got a number of Tasmanians involved in our talent pathway, um, headed by, the, um, for example, the, the boys and girls coaches are both um, Tasmanians. So I think we, we would do a bit of both. But what I don't want to do is... Compromise or or sell short the opportunity. So it'll be a combination of, but like the state talent manager appointments the really critical one because they'll then set about resourcing the three academies.
0: Just really quickly, Rob, before we let you go, because we've got to get to the news. But we've had a couple of board members on the show, so they'd be interested in seeing the AFLW team debut around two years before the men. Is that something that's
3: been discussed at the AFL? Oh, there's a there's a there's a whole lot of um, subjects that are being discussed and turned around and, you know, that, that'll play itself out. Uh, I, I, I appreciate and respect that there's a, there's an appetite to want to do things quicker and faster. Um, Tuesday's announcement sets us up for whatever the timetable is over the next period of time, Brent, to be able to be ready for Tassie boys and girls to run out in the jumper. And so I sort of let that um, play its course. But back to Tim's question previously, that's why we're doing it now. Because um, whatever happens, we want to make sure the most amount of Tasmanians are in those two teams.
0: If you want to get involved in the game, there's many ways you can connect with footy and Tassie. Head to play.afl and discover your best way to play. Rob Ald, great to talk to you, mate. Thanks for your time and good luck with everything going on at AFL House. No problem. Thanks for having us on. Rob Ald, Head of Game Development at the AFL, joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're off to the news, coming back to talk more sport next. SEN Tassie Breakfast, Friday morning, November 17, 2023. If you're just waking up this morning, jack jumpers going down last night to the New Zealand Breakers at Launceston Silverdome, 97 to 92. And Australia through to the World Cup final. That's coming up on Sunday, of course, against the host nation, India. And you can catch every ball right here on SEN. Still to come this morning, Tom Morris, who, of course, uh, SEN's own. Looking forward to chatting to Tom about all things sport and of course, Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Visit iconwin.com.au. Tim, of course, at the big function last night with Toby Dan Curvis and Bo Webster. But Tim, let's talk some jack jumpers now on the show. I think you've got a couple of texts there you want to get to. I first, do. Actually, before we do. I that. do.
1: Uh, one was actually for Rob, so maybe you can answer it for him, Brent. It says, How does Rob and the AFL propose to convert all the young kids wearing Milton Doyle or Jack McVay jerseys in the playground to be wearing AFL tops once again?
0: Gee, it's a good question, isn't it? Because we know basketball is absolutely booming. You can feel and touch and see the jack jumpers here at the I've moment. Got, I've so. got a solution. What?
1: You can wear your basketball one in the summer and your footy one in the winter.
0: It's true. That's that true. And that's the that's the beauty of it, isn't it? And that's why I don't think A League fits in.
1: Yeah, I've got another one here from uh, your mate Craig from Rosny, who still doesn't yep. realise that his name Cameron from Hobart comes up underneath it. Great announcement for Tassie boys and girls. Uh, on top of that hard-to-put-a-dollar figure on the hope and excitement a Tassie AFL and AFL-W team will create for our kids. Craig from Rosny. Uh, and Kicker Collins is texting again. Unfortunately, I forgot to ask Jack this, but he wants to know Jack's thoughts on sharing roll-on deodorant.
0: <laughs> kick is still on that kick is all
1: over it <laughs> kick is a roll on deodorant man for those who don't know oh. he's a he's a massive supporter of roll on deodorant absolutely so.
0: absolutely well let's anyway. have a quick chat about the jack jumpers from last night obviously uh a disappointing loss in the end to New Zealand. We started off well, raced out of the blocks, and then New Zealand had a big second quarter at the start. They lost Will McDowell White uh, for the back end of the game. He started out really, really nice. He's geez, a star player, Will McDowell White. Uh, but Anthony was he Lamb the one that committed too. to the
1: Jack Jumpers at one stage? Well, allegedly, is that, yeah. Is that true?
0: Allegedly, that's that's. But the, it, the again, rumor. even
1: in Lonnie, there was an interesting stat last night that the New Zealand Breakers have played at the Silver Dome more times than the Jack Jumpers.
0: Well, they have because they were here for COVID.
1: So it was a home game. Surely we can swap that and make them come down here. <laughs>
0: yeah, would make more sense, wouldn't it? But uh, well done to them. They were very, very good last night. Uh, answered the the challenge every time we presented one to them. Um are 13 points down though at three-quarter time. So to get back and have a chance of winning that game um, was a good fight back, as we like to do as jack jumpers, but we mentioned this off the top of the show, Will Magnet, outstanding, 20 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks in his second game back from a long-term injury layoff. So he's only going to get bigger and better. Matt.
1: That's but the G positive. But you're, you're our, you are you're and David Flash you're our basketball savants. I want to know what's going wrong. Is it the depth it's, off the bench? Is it gelling together? Is it the, the lack of defensive effort that we've built well, Tim, the brand around that doesn't me. seem to be there? Just what back it, up Brent? a
0: little bit. They've won two in a row before last night, so yep. the wheels haven't fallen off, have they? Um, yes, the defense is the problem, though. Uh, coach went to it again in his press conference last night. Needs to be tidied up. You don't want to be giving teams um, that amount of points. Were you at day. that press conference? No, I wasn't. Listen to it back when I oh went back to the hotel. Hamish. Can
1: you believe this, Blake?
0: Tim, what are you? Ron- what else
1: are you doing in Launceston? If you're not, if you go up for the basketball and you're not going to the press conference,
0: Tim. My role on game night is the court announcer. Yeah, and so then when the game what, finishes, that you become focus.
1: an SEN host of a breakfast show. I has go got pick a job up to the, do. Had to go pick up the well, I cannot flash. keep carrying you. I cannot <laughs> keep doing this.
0: <laughs> Listen to him. Can I go, to go a, up
1: there, have the night, and just have a holiday?
0: I I'll go to enough Jack Jumpers press conferences. Don't worry about that. So, so when they today, say,
1: today, when Scott says last night, we need to tidy up our defence, if you were there, which you should have been, you could have said, how? What's word. what's going wrong?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good question. That is a good question, and one that will be asked, Tim. We've got to get to okay. a break, though. Can I get the Jack
1: Jumpers pass so I can go to the press conference? <laughs> you can dial any time. Five people on the basketball games, and no one goes to it. I don't anytime, understand
0: it. Anytime you want, you can access the press conference, Tim. I'm happy to dial you in. Just Thank say you. the word. Much appreciated. Uh, Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers. Icanwin.com.au. We're off to our next break. Coming back with SEN Zone Tom Morris after this. 0437-552-535 is our text line here at SEN Tassie Breakfast. You might have a text for our next guest, SEN Zone Tom Morris. Welcome to the show, Tom.
4: Brent, I come in. Can you hear me? Is that
0: all good? No, Tim hasn't got your microphone turned on yep, as usual, Tom. Hey, on, no, on, ongoing issue just here. Came over, didn't he? Just yeah, that out.
4: I, that's not my skills. That's <laughs> not either. my expertise. So, that Brent, was... I come into Hobart. I haven't been here for three years. I say to Tim, I'm I'm happy to come on SE Hobart. I've heard so many good things, and you're not here. What's going on? I know. On? Yeah. I'm, I forward to I'm... meeting you in person. And then he's flat. just
1: listened to the last segment and realised whilst you're up there working, you didn't even go to the press conference. <laughs> That's true. And I said, mate, it's yeah. different down here. People like Tom, they, they get to where they get from. from hard graft, Brent, and having a crack. I think sometimes you've just had a pretty easy ride down here. In I've Tassi. got
0: my fingers in too many pies, Tom. Now, I want to address Fair the enough. elephant in the room. Obviously, yep. big announcement yesterday. You're off and leaving us at SEN, but the good news is you and I will still be colleagues because you're off to Channel 9 as a chief football reporter, which is very exciting news, and I'll be... Your little minion here in Tassie picking up your <laughs> interviews when you can't be bothered coming down here. Uh, uh,
4: first of all, I think it's unbelievable that the story of a journalist going to another media company becomes a story. <laughs> like, like, what is going on? Well, I, I think that's a good sign. It's when
1: you really made it. Well, well, it's
4: for a few other reasons that maybe we can discuss a bit later <laughs> today, Tim, but I think, um. Uh, I, I mean, Channel 9 came and offered me a job and I was happy to take it, but I might not be leaving SCN. They, they, there is a position Good. potentially to um, to do some part-time work. So Hosting Tassie Breakfast, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> from in the studio. <laughs> but I will say, you know, SCN's been amazing this year in Melbourne. Um, I've loved every second and I would like to continue working for SCN if I can. And Nine are allowing me to do radio as well. So there is a possibility that I'll still be doing SCN. But, yeah, it was a big day yesterday. My phone blew up. And um, most of it positive, which was good. But I'm not, I'm not drinking my own bathwater. I'm a journalist just trying to do a job, and I'm not, I'm not certainly not the story. It's,
1: no, it is a story. It's <laughs> a good story too. Now, so the chief footy reporter. Yep. So we'll hit you with your first big question. Yep. then. The Tassie AFL team, oh. <laughs> the stadium. What What have you heard around that? Or well, not what have you heard about it, but what's your take on it from a media sense on the mainland? Yeah. Watching it from the outside, it must be bizarre. It, it is bizarre. My take is.
4: Um, I, I probably don't have the information that Brent or you have, but from what I can garner, speaking to the speaking to people at the AFL, even speaking to people in and around politics, which I've made a few calls um, a couple of months ago, I just can't understand why there's a hold-up. I, I get why there's some people that are a little bit, um, I guess, anxious towards the AFL, maybe a little bit standoffish towards the AFL, they don't trust the AFL. But here you have an opportunity not just to have an AFL team but to have a state-of-the-art stadium that is multi-purpose and get funding as Brent you reported into um local sport local football here and it's not being taken I just find it mind-boggling and staggering and this people who disagree with me might say oh that's just the mainland view
1: yeah yeah but you're a mainland mainland
4: what are you doing you know but I, I, I am staggered and I've looked into it quite closely there was a great article um in one of the weekend papers about Two months ago, a big, like a magazine article, and it sort of laid everything out. and I wish I could read it again. I should have read it before this interview. But to me, it's just a no brainer, isn't it? It's a no brainer that you get a team, you get a roof stadium, and the AFL's big on that. And yes, it costs a lot of money, but the AFL's putting in money. The federal government, they've managed to get some cash for, and Tasmania as a state benefits from it. So
1: it just, it just generates money in itself. I think the argument down here, hasn't it, Brent, has been around housing and and health and, and the need to fix those two things, which is, which is, obvious it's the same all around the world yeah but like issues, if, but
4: if we use that argument and i'm sure you've discussed this at length happen. yeah nothing would happen it's like yeah. well, why are we redeveloping marvel stadium when there's hospitals that need to be built yeah. 15 kilometers away like there are pools of money for each bit of infrastructure and if there's a pool of money for stadia and um growth of an economy then surely this is the perfect situation yeah
0: yeah, no um, doubt. And, and and the economic spin-offs we've spoken about that too. But even here last night, I struggled to get a hotel room in Launceston with the Jack Jumpers being in town. That'll be ten yeah. fun. Um, if the well, AFL you could have gone to the press conference. To... <laughs> Goodness me. Too. Hey,
4: Brent, I've got, can I ask you a question on this? Ooh, Is yes. it genuinely a chance of falling over or do we think it's going to get up eventually?
0: No, I can't see it falling over from here. We've come too far. And I keep saying this, Tom, that we actually have a provisional licence in our hand right now can you imagine us reporting that story that we've handed it back to the AFL? Uh, it would just be the most disastrous day in Tasmania's, one of the most disastrous days in Tasmania's history. I yeah. just can't see <laughs> happening.
1: We, we've had the Premier, we've had two AFL board members in the last month, and, and both have stopped short of saying 100% it's happening, but I think we've got a 99.9, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, needs to, it needs to happen for the competition as well. and well, They if, need to start building it as well because 2028's round one. Yeah,
4: and they haven't committed to having it ready by 2028. They have that. It's 2029. I think they're, they're allowing themselves the extra year extra, for, for yeah. the team yeah. to come in in 2028. And play maybe at Blunston. And, but yeah. and,
0: yeah. and, a, women's te-
1: and a women's team yeah. as women's well. Women's team first. Mm-hmm.
0: Even 2029 is going to be difficult to get the stadium built by then. How, how You know the AFL well, Tom. Are they up yeah. for negotiation with the contract? Because I, I just honestly <laughs> can't see the stadium being built by 2029 either.
4: No, uh, no, they're not up for negotiation with the contract. I would imagine that um, if the stadium can't be built by 2029, that then they'll have a conversation then. But the AFL has been steadfast because in order to get this through, they had to get approval from the presidents. And in the end, that approval was if not formally unanimous, colloquially unanimous print. Like the, the president's approved it because of the work that had gone in behind the scenes. And I worked with Nick Rewalt at Fox. I know he's come on here before as well. Um, you know, like um, James Henderson's been a big part of it. There's a lot of influential people who have Tasmanian links that have done a hell of a lot of work. And if it doesn't get up, uh, the 0.1%, if it doesn't get up, then it will put this back generations. You won't have a yep. team. Um, <laughs> yep. and, and, the, and the next point of, of all this as well is once the Tasman The AFL wants to get this... 19th license so they can start looking ahead to the 20th license and the longer this delays it the longer the 20th license is delayed as well so i hope it gets done and i hope that these tasmanian naysayers who are against it come to their senses and realize this is great for not just tasmanian football tasmanian sport but also um, the code in general
1: yeah before we get on to a few cricket world cup Mm -hmm. questions what's the fallout or what's your view on the round zero announcement (laughs) it's uh, annoyed a lot of people, hasn't it? Isn't it? Footy
4: fans like routine; they like to come in and know exactly what they want. Richmond, Carl, either Richmond Carlton on the first Thursday night, or as the Dogs, Melbourne a couple of week a couple of years ago. Um, but what the AFL's big on, um, and this is going to be evident in the next CBA from twenty twenty five onwards, is having games or not having games that overlap, or trying to limit the, the amount of games that overlap. And the best way to avoid that in the short term in twenty twenty four is have buys, so there is not. Uh, 18 teams playing every single week and there's a lot of buys in the first 15 or 16 rounds yep. which means that the chances of games overlapping and the broadcasters getting annoyed with that is decreased um, I don't mind opening round I get it because the NRL's in Las Vegas but I think the name needs some needs some work I think people like round one and I also think that um, it's good to start with a blockbuster at the MCG uh, Richmond Carlton so the fixture's an interesting one it's always going to frustrate people Brent it's always going to um, anger some people and some teams But I think overall um, they've done a pretty good job. And if you look at it, if you actually look at it um, forensically as I did last night while I was watching the cricket – the best teams have the hardest draw. The teams down the bottom have the easiest draw. And if you're if you're a poor team like West Coast, you're not rewarded with primetime games. Whereas Carlton, Collingwood Nor and these teams they, are rewarded with good good games.
1: Uh, a quick Absolutely. one off the text line here. We've got one from Kicker Collins saying, when does Tom think the AFL will allow draft pick purchasing? That is a good
4: question. It was There was a chance it was going to be this year, but um, it won't be this year now. It's too late. There's a chance it will be next year. Yep. What they want to do is increase the fluidity between teams. This is why you can trade players you know, a year ahead. Yeah. Uh, so not play players trade picks a year ahead. Yeah. Um. I mean, imagine if it was like the NBA, we could trade your second round pick in 2027. We're well, not that, there yet. I love that. But it would be amazing. So this is another step in that direction, and um, and I think there's every chance it will come in next year, if not the year after, and it will suit clubs because clubs down the bottom have money, clubs at the top don't have money, but they want good players to come in, so it can actually be mutually
1: beneficial. Yeah. And what about World Cup? We had a little bit of a chat off air. Mm. I'm taking you to Ahmedabad, yep. Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Yep. The coin is in <laughs> Rohit Sharma's hand. It goes up in the air. If you're Pat Cummins, what are you doing? I am checking what side <laughs> that
4: coin lands on with uh, w- within a centimetre because if you don't, you risk potentially... Um, Have you seen this, Brent?
0: I haven't seen it, but I'm being told we have to get to a break. So as quick oh, sorry. as we can, Tom, Jesus. give us your wrap no. for the World Cup because you know what it's like to get to time out of an SEN show to get to other I do I do. So oh, very, v- quick. very
4: quickly, um, very impressed with the Australians. Um, they started slowly. They fought mm-hmm. hard. And I've got to say, um, the Australians know how to play World Cup uh, tournaments. Don't they? they know mm-hmm. how to play tournament cricket, yep. and it would be amazing if they beat the Indians on Sunday yep. night.
1: But watch that coin.
4: Yeah, watch the coin very closely, <laughs> like, Brent.
1: Your life depends like on it. Like a hawk.
0: Awesome to have you on the show, Tom. And love to get you back on before you you leave us permanently. And hopefully you do stay. It'd be great to have you a part of the SEN family still. Thanks for coming into the studio, mate. Enjoy your time in Tassie. Thanks, Brent. Look forward to meeting you one day in person. Yeah, exactly right.
1: Tom Morris (laughs) joining
0: us (laughs) on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're off to our final break of the morning. Coming back to wrap it up next. (laughs) What a great show it's been this morning. Tim, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And as we do at the end of every show, we host someone that's doing a great job. Do do, do you want me to
1: read a text out quickly, though, because I've got another one in. Very quickly. Just for Kicker Collins, who touched on the uh, roll-on deodorants. It says, boys, please let Kicker Collins know that Chemist Warehouse have an amazing range of roll-on deodorants that are on sale this weekend.
0: Chemist Warehouse do. They do a great job. Hey, we're toasting Megan Keeley this morning. Thanks to 911, your local bottle shop. Choose a drink-wise, of course. Megan announced her retirement yesterday. The Launceston and Bernie product was a train-on player at both GWS and North Melbourne before finally getting her opportunity when she was drafted by Richmond in 2021. All the best, Megan. And we're toasting her with a Bogue St. George brewed in Tasmania with citrus hops for a smooth and refreshing taste. Choose a drink-wise. We're just about out of time, Timmy. It's been a big show. Do it all again on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. Hopefully
1: you're back in town. You've stopped travelling around and doing as you please. See you Monday.